Big shout out to Judy. Uh, she had called in before uh, Congressman Burleson came on and said, hey, can you ask this question? And I think she had also texted uh, to Alex at some point. And you can see that Congressman Burleson was like, hey, I wonder why, too. Uh, the rules state that the United States flag flies at half-staff or at half-mast when the nation or a state is in mourning. The president, a state governor, or the mayor of the District of Columbia can order flags to fly at half-staff. Most of the time it marks the death of a government official, military member, or first responder, a national tragedy, Memorial Day, or National Day of Remembrance. So it does fit, Don. It does, and as of yesterday... Uh, Newsweek did an article. I think that there are about 26, 28 state governors who have ordered both their state flags and U.S. flags on public buildings and grounds to be flying at half-mast. So governors across the country can also order uh, that those flags be flown at half-mast. Very good. And, of course, we would fly them because Hamas, who had been planning for years this attack on Israel, went on TV recently and Russian TV, as a matter of fact, a senior Hamas official, his name is Ali Baraka, he did a TV interview and said that they've been planning this attack under the guise of governing Gaza for uh, many years. Now, when I looked at, let's back up just a little bit. This guy, he is a, uh, his job is the head of the Hamas National Relations. And looking into his story, which took a little bit of digging here, guys, uh, he's been maintaining relationships with Lebanon, Iran, China, Russia, and Kuwait, and Saudi Arabia, which I found uh, out as well, for the last 10 to 12 years. He's been maintaining solid relationships with these guys. So back it up just a little bit. The Who is Hamas? Well, they are the Islamic Resistance Movement. They were founded as an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood in 1987 on three pillars, religion, charity, and the fight against Israel. So this has been going on for quite some time. Now, it was a 2006 election, Palestinian elections, that they elected a Hamas official into power. And as Alex talked about earlier this week, they, they've never let it go, have they, Alex? They just, they just hung on to it. Yeah, they've not. They, you know, once you, once you elect terrorists, they're not going to give up control just because no. you vote them out. They're yeah. going to terrorize you. Yeah. That's what's going on. I, I wanted to add that to your description, Chris, and I feel very comfortable as a journalist doing this they are a terrorist organization that's exactly right and their first militants operated in some cells type structures and they became uh, organized in gaza about 20 years ago and they have done they have fought some 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 serious battles some chaotic battles with the israel uh, defense force and then they had a big battle uh in 2005 and then and the hamas did take some losses because i'll be honest with you Israeli forces, they're pretty, they're pretty bad dudes, man. They, they can get things done. Yeah. And they've got a great defense system and great equipment and great technology and they're, they're determined to win, which is also good. Uh, now we don't know exactly as of right now how many that they have. It's hard to tell how many, um, troops that they actually have, but they're estimated to be in the tens, several tens of thousands. And they have small boat forces, combat drivers, uh, a new, obviously a new paraglider force, the, and some drone operators. So Hamas was ready to, to make this attack. They've been working on it for a couple of years. Let's get back to the planning story. Um, Baraka is quoted, and it, of course, this would be a, a translation from Russian to English. I'm guessing even, even Palestinian to, or Muslim to Russian to English. But this is kind of what he said. He said, Baraka said, in order to keep the attack secret and successful, the different factions and our allies did not know when the zero hour was. But after half an hour, so about a half an hour before the attack happened on Saturday, 
the Palestinian resistant factions were contacted, as were our alibis. This is what he said. In Hezbollah, Alex, read it. You got it right there. It's in the yellow. What's this? Hezbollah yeah. and Iran. That's crazy. Iran. He says it on Russian TV. The Iranians were a part of the initial response, letting them know yeah. that we were beginning the attack. He basically said what well, we already know. I, I get it. Yeah. But we've got people in, in, on the, in the White House saying, no, we don't know if Iran's really a part of it. Joe Biden hasn't even said anything about it. Here's this guy who's basically their PR guy for the last 10 years, and, and his job is to keep up relationships with these foreign countries. He said the Turks were also notified, and a meeting was held with them three hours later at 9 a.m. Here He also states Crazy. that... We updated anyone who contacted us. And here comes the next one. Even the Russians sent a message and inquired, and they were updated about the situation and about the goals of the war. The goals of the war. That's it. I mean, it's we know that there's bad, hostile players. And you think about this. Trump had, these people were all afraid of Trump. Mm-hmm. They knew that the guy was meant what he said. He was, um, he didn't. He, America first. Yep. He was, he was not down with this globalization. And these players over there, they knew that he wasn't going to be weak. And now, you know, people say, well, we, you know, Biden has pushed these people into the arms of each other. Well, he kind of has because you got Russia, you got Iran, you know, you, you mm-hmm. got these countries that are using the terrorist people going to China. Um, you know, and, and it's craziness what's happening. Well, listen to their mindset. He goes on in the Russian TV interview, this Ali Baraka. Uh, with the Hamas national, um, head of relations, he says, the Israelis are known to love life. We, on the other hand, sacrifice ourselves. We consider our dead to be martyrs. The thing any Palestinian desires the most is to be martyred for the sake of Allah, defending his land. He says, we've been preparing for two years. We have local factories for everything. We have rockets uh, with ranges of 250 kilometers all the way down to 10 kilometers. They were ready to go. Now, here's where it gets scary, Alex. This is this is where the Biden administration has weakened us. Now, maybe the Israelis could have had a little bit better intelligence. Rumor is that maybe Egypt said something to them three days prior. But still, this was a planned attack. He said, he goes on to say, he goes, he says, there are also prisoners in the U.S. We want them. Of course, there are Hamas members sentenced for life in the U.S. Baraka responded. He says, we want them, too. Of course, he says there's also, uh, by the way, previous, he said the or Israel, Israel uh, Israelis have prisoners, and he wants those about, too. He says, we demand that the U.S. free our sons from prisons. The U.S. conducts prisoner swaps. Only recently, it did one with Iran. Why couldn't it conduct a prisoner swap with us? And by the way, we gave them $6 billion. No, and then because we're bad negotiators, yeah, we want not, so not only do we want, you know, equal prisoners, but we want billions along with it. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy's also trying to pick a fight with America now because he knows. And they're basically telling us to. Yeah. You want your hostages back, which, by the way, we don't know how many hostages. There's 14 unaccounted for, 27 that have already been killed by Hamas pro, or the Hamas terrorists, and they have 14 more. You don't think they're not going to use that in negotiating power at some point, and they're going to call up President Biden and go, hey, we want our $6 billion, and we'll give you your prisoners back? Yeah. And the crazy thing is if we know this, if we have this information because it's on the news, you know that our government has it, but they're trying to pretend like, oh, well, we don't know for sure. I'm going to read this final quote because this is just too much, guys. <coughs> this is coming down the pipeline, and and we're going to this this whole Israeli war with Hamas involving the U.S. Something something's going to come down because. 
The Russians are very, very much involved in this. He says, even the Russians sent us messages yesterday morning. They sympathize with us. Russia is happy that America is getting embroiled in Palestine. It alleviates the pressure on the Russians in Ukraine. One war eases the pressure in another war. So we are not alone on the battlefield. And I'm going to tell you who else to look out for. China's going to look and say, oh, they're distracted. Let's go take Taiwan now. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Guys, it didn't get much more clear than this. We got to pay attention. We're seeing the Friday the 13th, the day of jihad today, that we're seeing protests on TV in Yemen that are massive, that are pro-Palestinian. We're seeing them in America. We're seeing them all around the big cities. Uh, be careful out there today. I hope that I'm wrong about this. I hope I'm, I hope, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but you better be prepared. You better be thinking about it. Pay attention. Go to work today. Go to school. Go to the football games tonight. Just keep an eye on what's happening in America. And I sure wish, Alex, I really, really, really wish we had true leadership the last two, three years right now because I think we would, this situation would not be unfolding. Ukraine would not be like it is. And I don't think that Hamas would have attacked Israel. Tim Jones is next. Wake up Springfield.